talk a little bit about this with uh, Jerron Jones, uh, Notre Dame, Georgia today. Um, I'm ready. Are you ready, Nate? Yes, I am ready. Good, because we need to, they need us. We want, we need to be able, they need to be able to hear us all the way out at Samford Stadium. What kind of a stadium name is Samford? That sounds just dumb. So anyways, yes, I'm bitter. I'm angry. I hope the players are angry. I hope the players have heard every single one of those morons on ESPN talk about how we have no chance, how we're going to get blown out. I hope they heard Mark Sanchez, Mr. Butt Fumble himself, say we have no chance. I hope they're hearing some of these fans say we have no chance. And I just can't wait for us to prove all the haters and all the doubters wrong. It's going to be freaking great. So uh, with that, we're going to bring on our boy, Jerron Jones. Uh, who got Jones, number 94? Hello? Hey, good morning, Jerron. It's Jason and Nate, the Dill Supercons. How you doing? Good. How are you doing this morning? So I want to start right off, man. Um, I really loved your tweet yesterday about uh, being irritated with some of Indy Nation and they're uh, not giving us a chance to win. What's your what, what's your take on that, man? I just watched uh, College Game Day basically give the Irish no chance. Where are you at on all this? I just hope we pull it out because I, I, it was just making that much sweeter. And the fact that we're on the SEC network, you know, I, I really hope I really hope they pull it out. And I, I, I got faith they can pull it out, you know. Especially, you never know. If it's, you know, a close game with five minutes left, we just need a couple of plays to just go our way. You know? You never know. That's right. And what, what cracks me up is, you know, the Irish are 2-0. They they just won last week by, what was it, 42, 43 points, something like that. Uh, yeah. They're 2-0. They, they beat Louisville pretty handily on the road. Now, obviously, those are two inferior opponents, but they're still 2-0. And, and Georgia's 3-0 and hadn't really played anybody either. So what makes them exactly. so unstoppable? You know, that's, that's because, my thing. Because, because the hype, the SEC, and, you know, uh, they got all these NFL prospects and all this other blase, blase. But, you know, it, you know, everyone is so quick to write us off, and that's the great thing about being an underdog. And I hope that these kids come up and play with a chip on their shoulder tonight and show that they belong on the college team. Yes, sir. So have you talked to your, have you talked to your brother Jameer much this week about the game? see is I really hope to see them come out with a chip on their shoulder you know what I mean like it's going to be loud there's going to be a hundred something thousand people there 
everybody's doubting them, everybody's hating. So I hope they come out, get a quick strike, yeah, score, and then just shut them down. I, I would just love to see yeah, that. You were cutting, cutting in and out. Can you repeat yourself? I'm sorry. No, I was just saying I really hope to see them come out with a chip on their shoulder, get a quick strike, and then just shut that crowd down like the, you know, like a few years ago in Oklahoma yeah, like you guys did. Exactly. And, and that's the thing. Like, you know, like, everybody, th- everybody is counting on them to get demolished. If they, I really feel like if they can come out, because, you know, it, it, it's the whole – you know, when the game starts, you know, there's a lot of nerves. But once they settle down, I just really hope they can show what they're about and show that, you know, that all this preseason hype about them is actually indeed as good as advertised. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, you know, I, I, I really I really hope we can pull this out because it will be so sweet to shut so many people up. I couldn't agree especially, more, especially, especially, especially these college, Especially these college football experts because, you know, this is time she's everybody's a football coach. Everyone's a college football expert. Everyone knows, you know, who's good and who's not good. And, you know, it's only the first three weeks of the season. How many marquee-ranked matchups have we had so far? None. None. And, I mean, I mean, the only good game that was a ranked opponent, like, that was, you know, ranked teams was, what, Oregon and Auburn. But I don't think Oregon's that good either. But, you know, well, you know, you just got to play. You just got to see how the season plays out. You never know what happens throughout the course of the college football season. So you, you mentioned something right there that I want to kind of hit on, that everybody's a football coach, everybody's a quarterback, all that. You know, I get into it a lot with people on social media because we get accused here at Dose Leprechauns of being rosy-colored glasses, blah, blah, blah. Here's my thing, man. If it's so hard, if it's so difficult for you to cheer for your team and stay loyal, then why are you even a fan? It, my point. That is my point. It, you know, especially because, like, you know, they want to. They want to say like you know, especially if we were to win a championship or something like that. They want to. They want to say they're so quick to say we we we. But then you know, if they don't look as good during the game or they don't come out doing the things that you may want them to do, you're not. The, you're not the damn coach. Like, be a fan. Yes. You know, support the team. Yes. Like you know, you know what I'm saying. Like you know, also the fact that like they think that you know just like. If it, things don't go their way, like you know, they they have the right to be mad at the world, which I understand. That, that's part of being a fan, but like also don't criticize these kids because you also got to remember these are eighteen to twenty two year old kids. That's right. right. They're, st- they're still learning. They're still learning the game of football. They're still learning the, how how to play. You know, professional football at a high level. You know, especially these freshmen. You know, we're we're, we're really young. We got a lot of young backups, and you know. They're, they're still adjusting to it. And, you know, it's, the speed of the game from high school to college is much different, and that takes time to adjust. You know, you don't, you don't get those live reps. You know, I understand that, you know, they go through camp and, you know, they go through all that for the, like a month. But you don't get those live reps until you actually play in the game. So that's why I was glad to see, you know, Coach Kelly actually put, like, you know, some of these young kids in at the, towards the end of the game. You see, you've seen them thrive. And, that, and that's a good thing. And that should be encouraging. If anything, you know, they're not going to, you know, they're not going to come out. You shouldn't expect them to come out dominating. Like, of course, like, every every freshman is not going to look like a number one draft pick right away. Right. You know what I'm saying? It, it takes development. It takes time. It takes it takes hard work. It takes getting in the weight room. It takes, you know, learning in the film room as well. You know, and you never know. We might come out all guns blazing, and then, you know, everyone's going to be so quick. And if we win this game, everyone's going to be so quick to wreck the Irish. But then if we lose, oh, I told you so. Yep, absolutely. It's pathetic, man. And, you know, I, 
I, there's, I think you, may, you hit the nail on the head. It's one thing to be, you know, objective and, and say, hey, well, you know, what happened here? You know, what's going on here? Why are we doing this? But at the end of the day, we're fans. They're, coach Kelly's getting paid a lot of money to coach. I'm pretty sure him and Coach Long and uh, Coach, uh, coach Lee are not sitting in the film room saying, man, how can we find a way to lose this game? You know, exactly. it's ridiculous. So, all right, we'll, exactly. we'll jump off that. I want to talk a little bit about what you're up to, man. So, uh, all right, what's going on with your career in the NFL? Um, are you doing other stuff? What's going on with you? Uh, so, right now I'm a free agent, but um, I've also applied to do the XFL. I think I'm going to try that. Oh, very cool. Um, yeah, and then right now I work for a private jet company called Ball of Aviation in, based in Dallas. So, you know, that, that's what I do for my, my side gig. Very cool. All right. So with the XFL, yeah. is that something that you have to, uh, like, do you get recruited for that, or does Vince McMahon get on the horn and yeah. give you a call? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, have, I received an email, like, a few weeks ago from, like, the commissioner of the league as, asking, you know, like, they love to have me in the league and whatnot. And so I just entered my I just entered my name in the draft pool. Very and cool. And I'm just going to see what happens. And, uh, apparently the draft's next week. Okay. So I, we'll, we'll see. I know uh, Max Redfield's. Uh, next week, next month. <laughs> okay, yeah, I think Max Redfield's playing in the XFL as well, correct? Yeah, yeah, I've talked to him. Um, I think I think Greer's playing in it as well. I okay. Think, um, I'm I'm not so sure. I think Niles is playing as well. Okay. Uh, I think I think there's a bunch of guys that, that actually enter, you know, to enter into the draft. So we'll see who goes where. Man, I feel like you're going to be a really good fit in the XFL with the fact that you can uh, you can run the ball too, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I can't run the ball. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I did throw, throw out the fact that, you know, I, I am trying to play both ways, but I kind of want to play defense. I'm just playing defense so oh, much. Oh, yeah. It just it just so, looked it kind of looked weird for you to be playing offense, man. I'm used to get used to seeing you get after the quarterback and, and cause some havoc back there. Uh, yeah, but, you know, you know, you can't you can't control everything. Right. And, you know, I, I and I, I, I can't lie, there, there is a lot of potential for me at offensive line and i've seen it myself mm-hmm. I've, I've seen that i can be really good at that position but you know it takes time it also takes you know taking some game experience and actually live reps so you know i that's what and that's what i'm looking for out of xfl so like if i do play online i'm going to go out there and you know ball out Love it. so going to your career at notre dame what was your favorite moment at notre dame favorite moment at notre dame ah that was tough I'll probably say my favorite moment at Notre Dame was probably freshman year when we beat Stanford. The year we went to the national championship, um, when we had that goal line stand, that, that was a pretty epic time when we had, you know, a bunch of people on the field as well. And, you know, that, that was a hard fought out win because a lot of people had us losing that game as well. And Stanford was a damn good football team. I, I mean, I know I didn't play much, but, you know, <clears throat> That that was that was probably one of my favorite moments. Uh, probably another favorite moment would probably be, be, be playing against BYU my redshirt freshman year because it actually showed me that I could actually play college football and I could actually I actually belong here. Because you know I, before that I had a lot of questions on on if this was college football was actually going to football I was actually for me and you know that game kind of knelt took all that doubt away. So you know the fact that. I played in that game. That's a very memorable experience. And, you know, the fact that, you know, I had a career game for, like, my first game actually playing extensive time. So, you know. 
So I, those are probably my two favorite moments at Notre Dame. What did you end up uh, graduating with, Jaron? I graduated with a, a bachelor's degree in sociology. Okay, very cool. So you can do a lot with that. So is that, I mean, yeah. is, is business kind of what you want to get into after your NFL and XFL career is over? Yeah, um, I've also thought about the possibility of trying to go back because I'm thinking, I've also been thinking about possibly trying to get into coaching. Okay. Yeah. I'm not sure yet, but, you know, I'm still keeping my options open. I'm still young, so, you know, I'm just taking life day by day. Absolutely. No, you, it looks like you're having a good time. And uh, so I know uh, if you can let your fans know when we were trying to set this up, uh, where are you headed to today? Uh, I'm actually going to go to the uh, SMU-TCU game to go support CJ. Very CJ Sanders. He uh, transferred. I don't know if that people, people should remember CJ. He was a damn oh, yeah. B- Baby Ray. So, yeah, so yeah, I'm I'm gonna go out to Fort Worth to go see him play, and then get ready for the game tonight. Has he been uh, Has he been playing a lot at SMU? Is he getting some good reps? Yeah, yeah, he, he he's been playing a lot, and actually, opening week he actually had a house call, so you know, hopefully he can get another one a day. Very actually, cool. and, it's, and it's a good opponent at TCU. They they actually are ranked 25th now, so you know it should be it should be a really good game, especially between the Dallas and Fort Worth type of team type of atmosphere. So you know, I'm excited. All right, man, I know you're probably on the road, so I just want to get one more question in, and I kind of got to put you on the hot seat. What's your prediction for today in terms of score and or just kind of overall how the game's going to go? I think I think we we settle down, and I think we pull it out, I want to say, 34-29. I love it. I love it. All right, Jaron, have a good good time up there with CJ today, supporting him, and uh, we really appreciate the time. We'll be uh, cheering you on, whether it's the NFL or the XFL. Thank you. Thank you very much. Take care, man. Go Irish. Yep, go Irish. Bye. Bye. All right, that was Jerron Jones, and hey, that's a, that's a four-year uh, player at Notre Dame telling it how it is. You know, I, I, I think the misconception about us here at Dose Leprechauns, myself, Leprechaun Nate, Jason Lynch, Patrick McCormick, Matt Dunbar, uh, Jason Pruitt, and Benny Grimm, I think the perception is, is that we are always sunshine and rainbows and unicorns and fairy dust and all this when it comes to the Irish. I will say this. I am a loyal Notre Dame fan. When we had that 3-9, and 4-8, and eight, whatever it was a year, a few years ago, when we had the Charlie Weiss there, when we had the Bob Davey era and things weren't going well, I was still wearing my Notre Dame stuff every single day before the game, during the game, and after the game. That's just how it is around here. I personally love watching Notre Dame football. I look forward to it. It's a family thing. My wife is into it. Kids are into it. This guy's doing his thing. And for me, it's like if I didn't enjoy it anymore, which would never happen, by the way, I just wouldn't watch some of these people going on Twitter, going on Facebook, talking about, oh, God, we're terrible. We can't win a big game. We, these guys, do you guys really think that this team is going out there saying, guys, I'm only going to go 30% today. I'm only going to go 75% today. If you could, if they went 75% or whatever, you could see that. Absolutely. They're going 100%. Every Louis single play. New Mexico. It, they they want to put up 70 or whatever on New Mexico if they weren't 100%. Oh, yeah. When you want to talk about, you know, whine and cry and all these different things and, and want to be critical of every single thing that happens. I, there's people on there that every single incomplete pass by book, oh, bring in Phil. I'm not even joking. The first game, first series, I had people on, on Twitter that I've already blocked saying, bring in Phil, bring in Phil. What are you talking about? I mean, you guys got to get real here. And the, cra- is- the crazy thing is, is that book has about almost 700 yards while Frum has 800 yards in three games and book has played two. So that's, that's a 200-yard right. difference that's right. in two games. And let's let's talk about this too, guys. You know, college football, like Jerron said, it, the speed is is incredibly different. You've got some guys, probably two or three guys playing the line. Well, probably more like three or four guys with the rotation playing linebacker right now. 
going from basically playing at the high school level, getting some reps in the uh, spring practice, fall practice, summer practice, who are now playing against some killers. And I'm talking about, let, let's think about this too. You talk about New Mexico and Louisville. Let's talk about Louisville. Louisville has three, four, probably mostly three-star, two-star athletes. That, that's just one star different than a lot of the guys at Notre Dame or even Georgia get. So you're not talking about these, you know, these you know, slugs that can't play. You're talking about every team has incredible talent because to get from the high school level to play at a D1 level, you have to be a superior athlete. So it is not easy nowadays to win in college football. I, I'm telling Nate the stories about the Lou Holtz years, early 90s, late 80s. It was a rare occasion that Notre Dame would lose. The college landscape has changed. The teams are up and down. You look at Tennessee's playing Florida right now. Tennessee's terrible. They used to be a team that would never lose. You know, and, and you still see them, not 100,000 strong every single week. So I'm not saying that you have to be, oh, you know, we're 0-12 and we're still happy and all this, but let's try to be realistic and support our team through thick and thin. Um, you know, there, there's a couple podcasts out there, there's a couple pages out there that I think do a really good job. Um, and, and some of my, my colleagues with those Leprechauns disagree with this, but Always Irish by John Kennedy. You know, he can be a little controversial, but that guy does keep it real. He doesn't go after the players. He doesn't go after the coaches. He's pretty analytically does a good job. I respect that. There's other pages, though, that go out there and literally bash the players, bash the coaches. I mean, bash us for being positive. It's like, if you have a problem with us being positive, I, I just said this several times to the crew the other day. If you have a problem with our positivity, it's really easy to click, click the unfollow button, click the unlike button. We're okay with that. We'd rather have five loyal, passionate, diehard fans than a bunch of fans that got a bunch of shirts in 2012 when we went to the National Championship game. Mm -hmm. Let's be real. What's your take on that, Nate? I just think it's crazy that people think we're going to be uh, Alabama status because, let's be real, we're not. Um, I mean, it's it takes time. Alabama was never consistent. They're, they just started to become consistent. That's very true. Remember the Mike Shula days? I mean, come on, guys. I you know, Georgia just two, three years ago with Mark Rick, or however many years ago it was, was not very good. I had four or five losses here and there. They're going to have 106,000 people here today, mainly because the Irish are coming. So clearly, there's still a lot of fans out there that either A, want to see the Irish win like we do, like crazy, or B, want to see us lose. Either way, Notre Dame is always going to be relevant, and I would just encourage you to remember what made you truly love Notre Dame. You know, the gold helmets, Lou Holtz, touchdown Timmy, Rocket, the fact that we make our players go to class Guys like Jerron Jones, graduate degrees in sociology, making differences in the world. You got guys that are truly good people giving back. That's what is important to Notre Dame about me. Football is obviously what brought me to the, 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 the school. But the, the tradition, the culture, the, the atmosphere, every, the, the way they treat you, people always, there's people that talk about their experiences at Notre Dame as opposing fans saying, I'm going to go back just to have that atmosphere again because everybody's so friendly. Welcome to Notre Dame. Hope you enjoy your stay. That's what the ushers say when you come in. So... Again, just remember what made you truly love Notre Dame. I'm not trying to set us up to say, oh, we're going to lose today. We're going to freaking win today. I'm telling you right now, we're going to shock. And it's not even shock the world. We're the number seven freaking ranked team in the nation, yeah. playing the number four ranked team in the nation. It's a marquee matchup. We're going to get after it. Coach Kelly knows what he's doing. Coach Long is a hell of a coach, being probably going to be a head coach somewhere in the next two years or so. Coach Lee is just a freaking stud, and we'll have his guys ready to go. And we have talent everywhere. I mean, even if you have to bring a guy like Kyle Hamilton in, a freshman, 18 years old, playing against 100,000 people, I have confidence that he's going to go out there and make a play. Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't he? Uh, big stage, first play last last week, pick six. I mean, it's it's really uh, amazing how good this yeah, kid is. Yeah, he's unbelievable. Um, I want to go back to some of the comments here on the page. Jason Lynch is coming up with some zingers. Uh, we got uh, Betsy Maloney, Rizzy, hey Jason and Nate, go Irish. Thanks, Betsy, you too. Uh, Rich Dutcher says, by 
by Fairweather fans tired of the bandwagoners. Couldn't agree more. Uh, Oscar David Hinojosa says, my favorite show, and he wants a shirt to rep in South Texas. We got you. You've probably already seen the new logo. Nate's rocking the old logo, so he's fired. But we do have a new logo. We're going to start getting some gear out real soon. Uh, Roger Weatherall says, we in Southern Italy say, Forza Irlandesia. I don't know what that means, but it says, Irish power, go Irish. Lynch says, 37 nothing. Definitely don't agree with that, but hopefully you're right. Rich says, Chad and I were at the Stanford game on the goal line. Oh, God, that was such an incredible moment. Uh, Roger Weatherall said, my favorite autumn Saturday moment is watching the Irish. Absolutely. Thanks for hosting a great guest. Our pleasure. Bill Hackett's watching with us. What's up, Billy? Uh, hope indeed plays well from Frank Anthony. Absolutely. Uh, this, is a, this is a zinger from Jason Lynch right here. I'm going to pin this one. Uh, says, uh, st um, have they ever noticed that just about every team loses? That's right. I mean, even last year, Notre Dame went undefeated. Clemson went undefeated. Uh, did anybody else go undefeated? I don't think they did, other than UCF. UCF. Does that count, though? I mean, they're playing like you know, Riverside Community College of the Southwest <laughs> Desert. Um, Ken Walters says Hamilton is a stud. Absolutely. Jason Lynch also said uh, four quarters are easier to carry than 100 pennies. You're, all, you're always so uh, wise with your words, old man Lynch. Oh, Mater. 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 That's, that's Jason Lynch, everybody. Mater. Stars don't make a player. Brain work in the classroom. That's Amen, man. Go to class. Let's look on the other page. That was on Dose Leprechauns. Let's check out our personal page here, see what everybody's chiming in with. That was a great interview, by the way. Ken Murphy said, who got you pumped up the most for the game? Oh, I'm supposed to ask that. My bad. Armando Luna said, what's up, Nate? Nate has big, smelly feet from Ken Murphy. I agree. He really does, this guy. You should see his toes. Whatever. Get off my toes. <laughs> Justin Knox says, run the ball, stop the run, period. Absolutely. If we can stop the run, which I think we can, rotating some of our interior defensive linemen in, I think we'll be all right. Gary Kennedy, the Irish giant. If he wasn't ready, coach wouldn't put him in. Gary Kennedy also said, Avery Davis, the Leprechaun Express. I do want to hit on that real quick. So everybody's freaking out that Jameer Smith is out for this game. I love Jameer Smith. I think he's a very talented player. He's a sophomore that I think is going to be a real special player for us down the road. But did you guys forget that Avery Davis got moved to running back and scored a freaking touchdown last year, last week? So we've got, um, oh my God, Tony Jones Jr. will probably start. Sebo Flemeister will come in. Kyron Williams will play. And then you got Avery Davis with the changeup. I mean, uh, our Benny Grimm special jet sweep. We'll probably see some of that out there. We're going to see some trickeration, but at the end of the day, we got three guys that can pound the rock, and I think that's what you're going to see with our huge O-line. Uh, Georgia's D-line is good, but I think they, that we can find some creases in there, and I think that's what's going to happen. So go ahead. Say, Another sorry, thing Nate. that's going to help us is, is their corners are very young. They're freshmen and sophomores. So there, there's a couple also that are questionable. So I think uh, our offensive plays should run through that. Uh, just pick on those corners. So Nate, let's. Uh, Nate pulled up the stats here from the the uh, first three games on Georgia's schedule this year. They started off with who they start with uh, Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. So Vanderbilt gave us some fits last year. Obviously, it was a close game. And right not, now they're giving LSU fits. Yeah, not nearly as good. But uh, Georgia beat them thirty to six. So you know, twenty four. That's what three touchdowns and a field goal. Mm. Um. Murray State, That's the ever-powerful. Who is Murray State? Who is their logo? Even talk about that one. 63-17. to 17. Is Murray State even a freaking D1? So Murray State's known for their draft pick last year in the NBA, John Morant. Um, <laughs> he's a basketball player, not, not a football player. So 63-17 to 17 over Murray State. That was two weeks ago. And then last week, Georgia played the dominating, ever-powerful Arkansas State. It was a nail-biter. It was a nail-biter, yes. But 55 nothing. So two warm-ups and Vandy, who, you know, Vandy's SEC decent. school. They, they're decent. I mean, can't hit on that. But that was their smallest margin of victory. Uh, so Murray State and Arkansas State are the other two teams that, that Georgia has played. Now, 
I know we played New Mexico. New Mexico is terrible. They are not a good football team. We, we showed that they weren't a good football team. Um, but Murray freaking State? Arkansas State? Come on now. And people are acting like they've already established themselves as a powerhouse. Let's see what happens today. You know, if by some miracle Georgia rolls us, then okay, let's talk about them as one of the top three, four elite schools in the nation. But we're still the number seven ranked team in the nation for a reason. And I think we go out there and show that today, and I think we get the dub. Um, so that's our first interview of the day. Um, Justin Knox says Claypool will go off today. Ken Murphy says Cole Komet. Really excited to see Cole Komet back out there. A few two tight end formations with him and Tommy Trimble. Claypool out there. That's going to be hard to stop. Tommy Trimble, let's go. The double T. Let's go, Tommy 24, number Trimble. Anyway. I'm excited, man. It's only, what time is it anyways? It's like 9.30 and I'm pumped. We're actually going to go uh, play in a basketball game here in a little bit. Me and Nate and another guy named Guillermo against Nick, Doug, and Alex. Uh, Nick and Doug said that their name today is going to be the Bulldogs. So our name today in that scrimmage is going to be the Euthanizers, which is exactly what the Irish are going to do to the dogs today. And that dog is ugly. I'm sorry. If you're a Bulldog fan in terms of like the actual dog, that's an ugly dog. I'll show you a cute dog when you bring our husky over here. That's a cute dog. Oh, he's right here. Oh, there's Rocky too. He's really in... Rocky is dead asleep right now in the studio. He's uh, watching past Georgia games. Oh, shots fired. So we got another show coming up today at three. Action packed. We're just trying to keep your guys' minds off of ESPN today because all you're going to hear is about how Notre Dame has no chance. Notre Dame's going to get rolled. Notre Dame can't win the big game. We're 0 10. Blah 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 blah. Freaking blah. Stay tuned to the Dose Supercons for our next show at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern. We'll have Ian Williams uh, on. We're really excited about that one. I want to thank Jerron Jones again for bringing on this morning. We love Jerron, Jameer, the whole Jones family. Shout out to Lakeisha, uh, Mama Jones. Uh, love the whole team there. They're great. We're going to be good to go. Uh, I want to give a quick shout out to uh, Use Dave, uh, David Brigande. He did our new logo, and he's uh, hooked up our new sponsorship pamphlet, which we've got some people helping out with. Dave does some absolutely incredible work, and uh, we're very thankful for what he's done uh, to kind of get us to that next level. So we'll have some gear out real soon. I know I've been saying that for a while, but it's taking some time and obviously some finances, so we'll get that going and uh, have some shirts ready for you guys here soon. So thanks for watching first edition of the two-part show here, the Dose Leprechauns today on Georgia game day. Uh, we're going to beat them, so go Irish, beat Georgia. We'll see you guys at 3 o'clock. Leprechauns be the place, uh, the podcast for inspiration and taste, with people all around from different sizes and shapes, shape. different cultures and backgrounds in the race, we got Jason and Nate, hosts in the house, built to create, be in the lighthouse, to keep us at the gate, got the Notre Dame back in education, led the way, from the bus about to drive it home, to rock a man with a plan that was so grand, built the flight out the door.